0: hey everybody dave hodges back here on the common sense show and as you know we are still the show that is freeing america one enslaved mind at a time and we're going to turn our attention now to the economy and in particular the relative health of the economy the health of our shall we say federal reserve note and contrast that with what's going on with gold and cash and gold tend to kind of maintain an inverse relationship and we're going to explore that with our guest Colin Plume from Noble Gold. He's one of our top economic advisors here on the Common Sense Show. And Colin, I want to welcome you to the show. Thanks for being with us, and we have a lot to unpack. Absolutely,
1: yeah, absolutely, Dave. It's uh, a lot is happening. Uh, it's the last quarter of the year, so it's a it's a good time to uh, sit down and, and reflect on uh, on what's going to happen or what you think is going to happen, and and what has actually happened over the year. And I think. When people look at the numbers, you know, gold's been a great investment. This year, it's up, you know, January to now, we're up almost 16 percent. Wow. Uh, silver's up, you know, comparatively to the stock market. Depending on which market you're in, you're looking at you know two to four percent growth. So it's been a it's been a good hedge for for investors today. And I think the thing that I always think about is is the debt, and you kind of hit on at the beginning. And and you look at you know right now. 22 percent of the federal budget is financed by by debt um, and that's a that's a big number i mean if if you your household budget um, was financed that much by by debt you would you know you'd be swimming in, in credit card uh, <laughs> problems and yes. you know so it's it's a big number so you're looking at you know debt to gdp ratio is likely to hit 100 percent over the next decade it's at 78 percent right now so there's there's definitely a debt bubble that you know the, that we have here in the U.S., and I think that's you know one of the reasons that people are looking to get into you know safe havens like like gold and silver just to get into something tangible that doesn't have debt and uh, you know ride the ride the storm here. Uh,
0: what about the uh, trade restrictions with China that President Trump has put on? Is that contributing to a lot of this economic pullback uh, with? Record low um, factory output and record closings across the country. Record since 2009, I should say.
1: I, I think yes and no. I, I think obviously, if you're manufacturing um, in in China and you have these, you know, incredible. Uh, tariffs that you have to deal with—it it could affect you in the short term. But you know, you look at a lot of these manufacturers; they're just going to move to Indonesia or, or other places where they can—they can, you know, make products, um, you know, at a very low low price. Um, you know, the tariff is—it's a double-edged sword because it's—it's it's, most presidents have never wanted to tackle this. From Obama to you know Bush Senior, Junior, they never wanted to get involved Clinton mm-hmm. um, because it's not it doesn't usually help you in the short term. It helps you in the long term, um, and I think President Trump is you know a business person. He's thinking more you know for the next 25 or 30 years how this is going to help us and in, in tackling this problem, uh, and also focusing on having goods made here again in the United States. Um, you know, my father was in the garment, uh, business manufacturing business for 40 years and my grandfather before him. And, and, you know, one of the things is 20 years ago, it just became too expensive to make clothes here, um, in the U S. Um, it just, people wanted the cheapest items. And so everything was made overseas and, and now there seems to be a resurgence in, in U S made products. Um, but people have to pay for it. And so it really comes down to, you know, are people willing to pay 10, 15, 20% more for the jeans and the shirts and everything, hats, everything that they're wearing day to day to help our economy. And, um, you know, hopefully people are, are willing to do that. Um, and, and those things kind of help the economy. So I think in the long term, you know, tackling this, this tariff situation with China is good. But in the short term, um, it, it definitely could could slow down the economy, you know, coupled with the debt and other a few other things that are happening out there.
0: Yeah, I think that you really well spoken on those points, but I I think there's a confluence of things that are coming together at the same time. Um, do you see related factors tying into a huge economic
1: slowdown affecting the value of cash? Um. Yeah. I mean, I think you know people. Well, you look at our global economy and you look at Europe, you know, just let's just talk about money, just currency and you look at the euro and the dollar and you know, it's interesting because the dollar has been pretty strong and so people have been buying gold because if you're someone that buys currencies and the dollar is strong you're not going to want to pay for if it's strong right now it's expensive you're going to want to buy the items that seem less expensive and gold and silver still seem very affordable relative to where they could go um you know there's been reports of gold going to two thousand dollars an ounce in the next you know 12 to 18 months I saw that. so so it's interesting so that's you know people look at you know the the dollar being strong is is sort of good and bad, but you know, if you look at just currency investors, they they think gold is is a good buy, and they're and they're buying. It. And then you look at Europe, and you know, they have negative interest rates. So you're in some countries in Europe, you're going um, to okay, pay. Can, money can you to hold put that thought just for a second? Anything?
0: Yeah, because uh, I don't sure. want to get ahead of this point. You're making such a great point. Okay, a lot of people aren't going to understand it unless we explain it. Can you okay. tell the audience about negative interest rates? And how this impacts the citizenry connected to those banks
1: yeah so in Europe um, you're looking at negative uh, half a percent in a savings account um, with many of the the major banks there so in essence um, you put money in a savings account and you're losing money um, you're making less than so you put 10,000 in you're actually you're paying them to hold your money which is it doesn't make any sense obviously because they're gonna lend your money out there to to investors they're gonna lend it 10 15 times on, mm-hmm. on the deposits yes so it, it's it's something that's happened in Europe uh, a few times uh, Switzerland tried it about five six years ago for a short short amount of time but basically what they're saying in Europe is that we need to um start doing QE start printing money start just throwing more debt out there to, to push the economy and the way that they're doing that is just making their currency really poor and and discouraging anyone from saving any money um, they're encouraging people to, to get out there and invest because obviously if you're making a half a percent in a bank um, you know less than a half percent loss you're gonna you're gonna need to make that return so it's a scary um economy we're in for regular investors because most people think, okay, I got to have at least six months in the bank to survive. So I got to keep some of the bank. But, but if I keep money in the bank right now, I'm, I'm going to lose money. I'm I'm losing money. So it's, it's hard to, um, it's hard to, to think about the future because, not everybody has so much assets where they can just be risky and invest and invest and invest. You know, a lot of people need money in case they lose a job or something happens. So it's it's scary that we're in this economy where – and it's not much different here in the US. I mean, you're looking at maybe a half a percent of the bank, maybe 1%. You're still not going to keep up with inflation. So they're they're forcing regular people to be risky and stay out in investments when sometimes they you do need to have a little bit of cash just in case so um, the the economy right now is is really doesn't doesn't make any sense it's all debt driven everything is just based on debt and um, that's just not a good place for 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 people to be in at this point
0: Wow that's scary let, let's go to the geopolitical for a minute, too, to see if there's any tie-ins there. I don't want to miss anything here. Uh, you've got the 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 BRICS nations, which are violating the original Bretton Woods agreement, that says that before you can buy oil and complete industrialization, you must first buy the Federal Reserve note. And Russia has led the charge with several nations to buy oil with gold, And is that negatively affecting the dollar's worth right now as well? And should that enter into anything consideration with gold?
1: It would do it. Hello, yeah, I'm I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. So I I think that it's Iran did a similar thing about four years ago when they had sanctions. They bought. They were, you know, buying oil with gold. Also, you know, they like to do this with gold because it's just an easy transaction. It's really easy to know where the value of gold is going to be. And I think every central bank is continuing to buy gold. There's, there's literally been the highest purchasing of gold from central banks um, than, than we've seen in almost 50 years. Um, it's incredible the amount of banks, central banks buying gold. So I think most central banks would like to trade more in gold, um, because it's 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 a great asset. Once you receive it, you know you know that the value is going to go up. Unlike the dollar, where the value is going to go down. So if you have a long transaction, let's say you and I we make a deal. Russia makes a deal to buy something, and, and let's say the transaction takes a year to finish at the end of that year the dollar could be down significantly and so that trade doesn't look too good for for russia so whereas gold you know if you looked if you just did a trade earlier this year and you were trading in gold you'd be up 16% um, which obviously is is a great thing. So I, I think more countries want to trade outside of the dollar. Um, I think that's going to continue, and I think that's I think that's the big reason why crypto. Not to go totally off, but I'm just going to say this one thing. I think that's the reason cryptocurrencies came about is because people wanted to get away from uh, currencies like the dollar that can just be deflated. They wanted currencies that were more independent, and mm-hmm. I think that's why. Whoever created Bitcoin created it in 2008, 2009, is because they wanted um, currencies that were just could just move independent of central banks.
0: That makes uh, perfect sense. So, is this deflationary effect on the value of the dollar though? Do you think this will result in bank runs eventually?
1: Um, I, you know, it's. I think to some extent, yes, but people. So are so used to not even going into a bank nowadays I mean you can cash checks and you can do things you know without ever going into the bank you know I have friends that, that never go into the bank so I, I think that it's just going to be a matter people are in this kind of blind economy where they're just not looking at their finances they're not looking at the fact that they're not keeping up with inflation they really don't they don't see what's, what's happening unfortunately so I, you know, whether there's bank runs or not, you know, the, the government will always kind of stimulate the economy to, to kind of move past that. But I think it, it doesn't matter if people don't if they don't run to the bank to get their cash because their cash is really going to be worthless anyway, um, and it's continuing to be worthless. I mean, the only things that are going up, if you look at it, value, is is real estate seems to be going up. You know, continuing to move up. Um, you know, the stock market continues to move up, but those are places that can pull back very quickly, also. So I, I think that you know people need to be mindful of what the dollar is doing right now, and you need to look at the world and say if the if the world's getting away from the dollar, I gotta be very. I know I have to trade in dollars for now, but I gotta have something else. I gotta have some gold and silver to protect myself because those items are gonna continue to go up. And outpace inflation because everyone that knows anything knows inflation is not 1.75 <laughs> percent.
0: No, what, no it's not definitely. I not. Mean, it's, look at it. Well, you know, they don't measure food or gas like we don't have to eat right. or drive to work. That's crazy,
1: right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and there's you know, there's not enough people in Teslas that you know are buying gas. I mean, our economy runs at least for now, it runs on gasoline. I mean, all the goods you know are, are moved around with you know trucks that that are on gas so it's it's one of those things that as long as those things aren't measured in cpi as you mentioned you're never going to have a true indicator and you know i always talk about My friend, you know John Williams, who has a website shadowstats.com, and I was just I was looking at a chart this morning, and it says you know the CPI government report is 1.75, but if you take his calculation, which factors in all the true costs, he says inflation right now is 9.46%.
0: That sounds more like it.
1: That sounds more like it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah,
0: you know, and I've had John on my show a couple of times. And I like how he does his adjusted rates, because the government, play, like the unemployment rate, I'll give you an example there. And there's no question Trump has improved that, but, but with unemployment, if you hold a certificate, like say you're a teacher, or you're a licensed beauty operator, or a licensed mental health professional, you're automatically counted as being employed whether you made $1 or not.
1: Mm-hmm, right. And,
0: and then if you drop off the welfare rolls after six months, they count you as employed.
1: Sure. Yeah. Or, if, or, or if you don't find a job in 18 months, then they you just fall off the chart also because they just, I guess the reasoning is that if you haven't found a job in 18 months, maybe you're just not going to look for a job anymore. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a lot of those indicators, you know, underemployment obviously is one that a lot of people talk about, which in essence is, you know, maybe before you had a 40 hour a week job and now you have a 25 hour week job. Um, You're still showing as having a job But really you're not able to to Survive because you're missing those 15 Hours of work that you used to have So uh, you know I think this is is Something that's you know continuing to happen with people and and i think you know i i talk to people all the time and you know a lot of times they say oh well <clears throat> my house will be paid off and then i'll have social security and i'll have this but but really they're not looking at where the cost of things are going to go and so you have to continuously look at your finances and look at what you have in your IRA and your 401k and 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 look at your different options I mean that's that's the most important thing is is it's good to have your house paid. It's good You know, these are all good things um, but if the cost of Gasoline goes to six dollars or seven dollars and you don't have you know one of these electric cars You're gonna have to you know still drive around and can you afford to pay that substantial increase? in the cost of gasoline and so that's why you know gold is really i think investors more and more when you hear them right now and i always look at right now is they're buying gold as protection that's that's what they're doing central banks are buying it they're just playing defense right now and we can whether we're going to go into a recession or not we can scare ourselves into a recession right People don't realize that. And they say, well, well, it's, it's, you know, it can't happen that way. You absolutely can scare yourself in a recession because most recessions are built on sell-offs. So if people feel like the stocks are going to continue to drop, they're going to sell. And that's going to cause a trigger effect. And then we're in a recession. Right. So I, I think that's you – know, it, the price of stocks today is not based on the value of stocks. It's based on the belief in the stock market because right, you, you, you right i mean that you look at the numbers it doesn't make sense some of these companies aren't showing any profit yet their stock continues to go up because there's a general belief that it's a safe place to be when that dies when that belief dies and you hit that bear market it pulls back quickly so i think people are buying gold as just a, as defense and it's in your portfolio when you have a good nest egg you have to play defense sometimes you can't just you know you can't just play offense and um so that's you know kind of where where things are uh in terms of the economy i think there's you know those are the big reasons why people are are doing it and, and i also think gold has it has a lot of momentum right now
0: well there has you to no i, I want to ask you one more question that sure i think ties into this um it's been it's been publicized that um I'm trying to think of the best way to put it. The Federal Reserve is basically paying out $100 million a day to unnamed banks. And I take this as a a bailout before the fact. And, I mean, how does that factor into these uh, communications? I mean, excuse me, (laughs) into these situations involving um, the communication about the value of the dollar and people's belief in the system and and what the power elite are, are saying by this kind of action.
1: Yeah, that I mean, and that's scary that it's unnamed because we will never know who those parties are. That and that's if you look at, you know, I love Ron Paul. He's he's always been a hero of mine in terms of going after the Fed. And you if you watch any videos and I encourage people to do it, he will always talk about exactly what you just said. And he'll say, Who who did you lend the money to? And they will never say If they lent the money to banks in the US, like Bank of America, I'm not saying it was or Wells Fargo, I'm just throwing out names, or was this a foreign entity that they're loaning money to? They will never say where that money is going to. So it's because they're their own separate entity. They're not run by the government. They're a private company. And so that's the thing that people don't, don't always think about is that this entity that controls our money is run by private banks they can lend the money to anyone they want and they have no accountability for it. And so they could be you know loaning money to to US banks that in the event that they're having some issues, you know we'll we'll never know until it's too late. Unfortunately, that's that's the real answer. That's we're a good we're answer. not going to know until till, till it's too late and then and then the the powers of be will have already made their moves and you know regular people like you and I unless we've made the right moves and and move some money around in the right places we're going to be got you know kind of holding the bag like we did in 2008
0: exactly when you realize there's a problem you've already sunk six feet underwater i totally agree with that logic okay um i'm going to ask a really stupid layman's question so bear with my ignorance please um if someone has a 401k i've heard That it's possible to convert that and make it gold backed or an IRA to make it gold backed when it's not, as opposed to bank backed. Can you talk about that process a little bit?
1: Yeah. So 401ks are, you know, the plan, those plans started, you know, under 30 years ago. And, you know, they really were started by uh, banks and hedge funds Mm -hmm. and mutual fund companies. And, And most of that money, while you're working, is gonna go into mutual funds. You know, it's really, they kind of gear the plan and everybody that has a 401k goes, and you go in there and they give you 20, 30, 50, maybe 100 options, and that's it. Once you leave there, that employer, and you're no longer working there, or if you're above the age of 59 and a half, you can move that, that account Into anything. You can move it into any self directed IRA that you want. It's your choice. And so, gold and silver, physical gold and silver, is one of the options that we do, but there are other options, and I always you know, even though we do gold and silver, and that's what Noble Gold does, we always want to let people know there are other options. You can buy real estate in a self-directed IRA. You could buy, I had a client that bought a winery in a, in a, in a self-directed IRA. So there's, there's lots of options out there. You're not restricted. So moving that money from that 401k plan, that mutual fund plan or bond fund plan, whatever you have, and moving it into a self-directed IRA, just it gives you two things, control and options. Now, if you want to do gold and silver, we do that. We can help you, we can help you do the paperwork. We have a full staff that does that. We can do a lot of the heavy lifting for you and make it a lot easier. If, you know, you want to do other options, there's some self-directed custodians out there that, you know, can allow you to do it and even to go even further and this is not something we do, but the nice thing about going into a self-directed IRA with your money is that let's say you don't want to buy a mutual fund and you just want to buy Ford or you want to buy PayPal or you know any of these companies online you can do that in a self-directed IRA most 401ks they don't let you buy just one stock they force you to buy uh, you know a group of stocks in a mutual fund so it it just gives you a lot of lot of options it's I think it's you know, it's a smart move, and and you know, at the end of the day, some people don't want to be the boss of their own money, and they keep the money in the 401k, and and hopefully that mutual fund performs well. But if you want to be your own boss and take control of your finances, a self-directed IRA is really a really good option.
0: Yeah, and see, most people don't even know about this. Is is it because uh, the the banks, and the media, and how they're intermarried together that they they don't Hello? want people to know about this? Is that true? Yeah, I just can you hear me? Yeah, I'm sorry. My mic just cut out on me. I apologize. Um, oh, okay. Follow-up question I have here is you don't hear about these options that you just described. Um, I know the banks and, and the media are have, have this uh, incestuous relationship. Is it because they don't want people to know? Is, is there real obfuscation of the truth going on here?
1: I, I think it's, number one, I think that, you know, obviously, People make a lot of money on mutual funds. They make a lot of money on uh, annuities. So they're going to gear you towards those investments where they can make a lot of money. They don't make a lot of money if you move your 401k and you buy Ford stock because just easy math, you move $10,000 over and you buy Ford stock in a self-directed IRA, you're going to pay five, six bucks a trade and you're going to leave it there. There's no fees. There's no – it's – there's no annual fees, whereas a mutual fund has a lot of fees within it when they're trading that you're not aware of. They have load fees and different things that you're paying for, so it's much, it's much more profitable for the mutual fund company and the banks. Um, gold is the same with us. You know, When you buy the gold from us, we charge you a fee to buy the metal, but then once it's in there, we're not – we're not like a manager of it. You're in charge of it. We just get it to the depository and get it stored for you. But you're ultimately in charge of it. So there's none of those annual management fees of 1%, 2 or 3% with us. So it's just – it's not as popular because people like those – those hidden, you know, a lot of companies like to hide those fees in there and they make a lot of money off those fees. And that's the thing about, you know, you look at Fidelity and all these companies and they, you know, they say, Oh, move the money over for free. You know, you see all these things and obviously how do they make money? They make money in the mutual funds. They make money in the different funds that are out there. That's how they get paid. Um, So that's, that's how they do it. They also make money when you leave money in cash. A lot of people aren't aware of this. But really, the money in Fidel, all these custodians it's made is when the money sits in cash. Because you figure if everybody yeah. has, even if you had $100 or $1,000 or $5,000, and you just amplify that over how many people are with fidelity, for instance, mm-hmm. all that money sitting in cash, they can, they can invest that money as long as it's sitting in cash. So that's how these companies make money. And that's, you know, a lot of people aren't aware of how these custodians are profitable, but that's it. You figure Fidelity has probably billions sitting in cash and they're gonna invest that money and make a return. And so that's why they'll bend over backwards to get your money moved over because everybody at some point is gonna have some cash in the account. And that's really where they they make their their profit, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, and when it goes into the bank, then you got fractional reserve banking that kicks in, and they get to loan out sure. nine and plus more times the, uh, the value yep. of what you gave them.
1: Yep, absolutely. Yep. That's crazy. That's, that's how they, mean,
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you, the world is run by bankers because only bankers can think of something so criminal to do. Because see that that makes me mad because it lowers the value of what my cash is worth.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep absolutely and they pay you nothing and they they loan on it you know such a such a dramatic such a dramatic amount Um, you know some of these places they don't pay you any money to keep it in cash so that's kind of the world we're we're living in today Um, I do have another
0: question along those lines if the banks if a significant number of banks went belly up and you have a gold-backed IRA are -hmm. you safer than if you just went with a regular investment
1: I would, yeah, I would say, I mean, there's, you look at, you know, times like nine 11 when, you know, the, the stock market was shut down for a few days, you know, gold went up precipitously during that time because people wanted liquid assets. They wanted things they could touch and hold. Um, if the banks go down like they did in 2008, gold is a great place to be because it's the natural safe haven move. Um, so I don't think you can go wrong. I don't in any economy, I, I think having some gold in your portfolios is smart. And you look at, you know, the the CEO of Overstock. I don't know if you saw the report about him, but he I just did. put $90, 90 million of his net worth into gold and silver. And this is a guy that has, you know, he is the second biggest retail company in the country. And he feels more comfortable in gold and silver than he does in cash, than he does in equities. Um, you know, he believes in it. So, you know, it's not just... You know, average people, I mean, it's central banks, billionaires, people really see the value of it. And I think people, the biggest thing that people tell us is once they get some gold and silver in their portfolio, they sleep better at night.
0: Yeah, I know I do with the gold I hold. Let me tell you this, though. I ask you this, excuse me. If People get confused and they ask me this question. I go, I'm not an economist. I'm sorry. I have some basic knowledge, but they ask me, should I buy gold or should I buy silver? What would you what would you say to that question?
1: So gold is is um, there's less gold in the world than there is silver. So you're already in a way you're buying a safer asset. Um, you know most central banks in the world own gold, um, whether they you know store it themselves or a lot of them store it in different places in the world because they can trade on it. Like Germany, you know, until recently had a lot of gold here in the U.S. And what they would do is they'd keep it in the Bank of New York and then they could they could borrow money against it in the bank. So every central bank is going to have some gold. Um, the gold output, mining output, only grows by 1% per year. So it's, it's definitely an inflation-proof type asset. Um, it's obviously an asset that people hold in their homes, they hold in IRAs, so it's very secure. Silver is more of an industrial metal, Um, it's a metal that's used in everything, including what we're talking on now, but I mean, just think about all the industries you know green energy solar energy everything that's kind of moving solar and in that direction all they all use some silver so i always look at gold as your safe haven and then silver is is your kind of rocket ship potential because obviously it's it's low right now um 17 dollars um it's been at 49 dollars, so silver could have that you know 30 40 50 growth over the next few years pretty easily without sweating it without going past its all-time high so i I, typically people with us will buy a a combination of both but silver on the day-to-day is much more volatile so some people don't don't like that they don't like that volatility um so it's all it's just personal to to the investor but you know i hold a little bit of both personally and um a lot of, you know, the only downside with silver is just, you know, it, it takes up space after time. So it can, it can be bulky, but otherwise than that, I think they're both equally great investments. So typically people buy a combination of both with us.
0: And, and so let me ask you the disaster question, because I get this one in too. So I'm asking a lot of questions my audience typically asks me. The dollar crashes, hypothetically mm. speaking. Okay. And you're holding this gold. How do you... um take advantage of the fact that you're a gold holder what What are the actual mechanics involved in using gold to finance your life at that point
1: yeah it's it's a good question a lot of people say you know gold isn't good for those types of things because of you know maybe if you have a one ounce piece and Let's say gold goes to two or three thousand dollars an ounce. You know, then you're sitting in a two or three thousand dollar piece, but of of metal. But you know, you can always get smaller denominational pieces. Um, you can buy gold as small as a gram. Um, you can buy quarter ounce or one tenth ounce pieces. So those are uh, very fungible in terms of trading. And I and I think when people sell gold they're you know looking to get a decent amount out so i i'm never really worried about that argument of it not being fungible because you know most you know like the state of utah you can pay for tax debt or if you had some parking tickets you can pay in gold there so most places are going to accept gold and they're going to either pay you back the rest in cash um or another currency um And then silver, you know, that's why so people love silver, because, you know, silver at the price it's out, you know, $17, $18, that's, you know, an easy bartering situation. So, um, you know, the mechanics are, you know, you could, I have, I have a friend who, um, his mechanic, he pays him in silver. So, (laughs) you know, so he has a problem with the car. The guy says, can you pay me in silver? The guy says, yeah, I'll pay in silver. It's great. And they have they do a private transaction and, and it works out and everybody is happy. So, a lot of people will take gold and silver. You'd be surprised as a as a barter instrument.
0: Okay, that's that's what I wanted to hear. Um, and that's what I thought. But I'm the uninformed opinion, which is why we have you on here. Um, when we get into um, how your company does business, you know how uh, someone who deals in gold. How they help people step out of the way of, say, an oncoming economic train of crushing debt that's going to influence the value of cash greatly. What do you tell them? What should they be doing? And how can you help them?
1: Yeah, the first thing I, I tell people is get educated. You know, call us, get the guides, talk to our representatives. You know, ask a million questions, and you know, get knowledgeable about what we do because it's, it's our, the way that we do it is not for everybody. So I, I think the first thing is learn about physical metals, learn about the different products, you know, learn about the way that it functions, learn about the different ways you can buy it and think it through, think it, you know, th- really think the, the whole thing through uh, to the end. And then, you know, once you've had that then I think, you know, really, you know, finding a company that you feel comfortable with, that's going to stand the test of time, you know, check out reviews, read reviews. We always urge people, a lot of people call us and they say, Oh, this company, you know, another company has been hounding them with calls. And I say, you know, at the end of the day, it's your money. And, you know, we call people and follow up just to make sure they get the information, but we're not in the business to hounding somebody because we want to do business with somebody for a long time. And I feel like we've always felt that if someone makes a rush decision, then they're not going to be happy with it down the road. So I would say, you know, if you're getting calls from a company and they're calling and calling and calling, you have to wonder why they're continuing to call so much. Um, it's a good, gold's a good investment. They shouldn't need to call. They should give you the information and let you make a determination on your own if good it's point. right for you. That's a good so, point. You know, those are the things that I that I look at, and then get you know get with someone that you feel comfortable with, and and you know I, our our team you know the brokers and the staff are education based, so we give a lot of good information, and we let people you know ask a lot of questions, and I think that's the key to any investment i like the simplicity of gold and silver as opposed to mutual funds and other investments that always seem there's a barrier to understanding them um gold and silver are much easier if the price of gold is going up silver your investment's going to go up down you know it's it's really easy to kind of understand those things and and i think that's a big reason why people people like this investment
0: that sounds really good uh so i know you interact with the public so tell people how they can take advantage of your service and what they can reasonably expect to find if they come to you. Because
1: I'm yeah, gonna tell you right can, now, based on
0: this interview, there's gonna be people that are gonna be calling you.
1: Yeah, oh yeah. Um, they can uh, noblegoldinvestments.com is the website. Um, our phone number is eight seven seven six four six five three four seven. And I would say just call in and get some information. Talk to the staff. Um, we're a family business, so. You may end up talking to someone that's related to, to Charles and I, and and you know we've really kind of based it on a it's a family environment here. I think people, you know, like working here. We we support our employees and our staff and and help them grow. And and so I, I think the biggest thing is is that if they have any questions, just come in get the information for free and then you know once they make a determination then we can help them we do all the paperwork for the ira rollover Um, we can walk you through all that you know complicated paperwork uh we've streamlined it down and our staff will help you call the custodian if you need that um so we really kind of do everything it's full service you know white glove full service operation here we really from start to finish we help you and then you know once you pick out the gold and silver you want we get it to the depository we send you photos of your metals and then you know if we're here to answer questions down the road if you ever need it so we're, we're here for the for the life of the account you know in the event you ever have any 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 questions
0: Okay, so the number to call again is 877-646-5347.
1: Yep. Exactly, and they and can and Tell call them I and... told
0: you to call. Okay, I want to Absolutely. I want to get credit, to get credit for this.
1: Yes, tell them Dave. <laughs> and if anyone does an IRA um, with us uh, in this month, um, we are offering a promotion of uh, the new um, silver Trump coin. We'll send that. The, the Commander in Chief coin. We'll send that to your doorstep once the IRA is taken care of. So, wow. um, I've got that
0: they're, they're great. They're great conversation pieces. They're good for collecting. Uh, good. They're great. They're great for gifts.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: I've got mine.
1: <laughs> I love them. Yeah. Well, it took us a year to 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 come up with that second coin. So hopefully hopefully you enjoy it that people are starting to get them at their homes mm-hmm. and and I think it's by far the most beautiful uh, uh presidential coin out there. So we're we're excited to offer it and uh you know, we're just here to help, Dave.
0: Well, it sounds like you do a great job, but I really appreciate you coming on and enlightening our people about what's going on with the economy and and how gold may be the place that everyone's flocking to i always say when in rome do as the romans do and right Mm -hmm. now the roman bankers are buying gold so i think that's a pretty good place to be with that colin it's always a pleasure to have you on and we appreciate your time and uh, you know basically educating our audience on what's going on and i look forward to having you back on again
1: thanks dave i appreciate it as always talk to you soon thank
0: you